live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. accompanied by the greatest producer that I have ever found to help me do this job. Producer Eli, what's going on this morning, my brother? What's going on, FBI? Wow. FBI. Screwed that. No, no, no. (laughs) What's going on, LFA family? Not a huge deal, but I've been restricted from fake books, so I need your help. Share, share, sharing, and hit that like button. Let's fight the power and get to the news. That's a good thing. Eli has been restricted from Facebook. I thought he was going to say, what's going on, FBI? Welcome to LFA. We know you'll watch anyway. How about we give some uh, live shout-outs here? Kittenhead is in the building. Bobby Driver is in the building. Jay Meyer from Iowa is here today. How are you? CQ is watching. Carol is here. Chavez Linda is in the building today. How are you? Chaps169 is gracing us with her presence thank you so much piglet is in the building scotty 17 tim and gina is here big shout out to alan carol morris big shout out to rosa catalano big shout out to jim and barbara peters barb nailer big shout out to jane call big shout out to holly from rma apparel big shout out to michelle curl an american girl i want to give a Big, big hello to Gina Marie and Bama Lady, Becca79 and Nancy Brewer. Thank you all for joining in today here on this very, very, very informative special two-hour live show here today on uh, Live from America, folks. We have got a lot going on. And I want to make sure that Hannah from San Diego and and people from Pittsburgh, all of you are getting the information. And Janice from West Virginia, you're taking this link and you're putting it on all of your social media companies, uh, your platforms and all of your groups. Because producer Eli has been um, basically restricted on Facebook 
We love that. Kay Breeze is in the building. How are you? Sass64, thank you for joining in. And Tammy123 from Utah. We appreciate you being here. We need your help more than ever. Rumble, rumble, rumble. Share, share, share. Look, folks, we're going to get right to the meat and potatoes of today's show. And I'm going to give you a, uh, a rundown of what you can expect today. Now, I know that you guys have all been hearing about this um, non-citizen illegal that we will, uh, that's how I will refer to them. I don't refer to people that are non-citizens as legal. If you are a non-citizen, in my view, you are illegal, period. Especially if you're a non-citizen. Now, I know that people are here on work visas and things like that. I get that. But I'm talking about non-citizens that are appointed to election commissions. That makes you illegal. That makes the very act of you being a non-citizen and being appointed to an election commission of a state, of the largest state, as far as um, electoral college votes is is called for. Well, then, ladies and gentlemen, to me, that's illegal. We're going to be breaking that down today in a way that you've never heard it. We're going to be breaking that down today in a way that nobody else can explain it because we have been on this since... Days ago, since it was first announced, before that, going all the way back to 2011, and I've got experts here to show you exactly how deep this rabbit hole really goes. So you're going to get some serious breaking and exclusive news right here on LFA TV. Today, we're going to be talking about how Judge Engeron's ruling against the Trump Corporation, how it's going to hurt the city of New York and then ultimately the state of New York. And I guess we have to rip a Band-Aid off at some point. We're going to be going through all of that from the truckers to the business people to the investors to the corporations and everything. We're going to uh, talk about James O'Keefe today. He's got a new video out yesterday, uh, which shows you a, uh, an in-person uh, private meeting uh, that people had concerning James O'Keefe and the people that are down there exposing the NGOs and the panic that is setting in with them, begging for the FBI to help them and everything else. Uh, we're going to be talking about the crime wave, the crime wave in New York and other cities and states, and where that is now and why. We've got missing crossfire hurricane binder stuff to talk about. Are blacks really suffering? Like, are blacks and browns suffering from climate change, but white people are not? I don't know what sense would that make, but let's hear what the libs have to say about it. Blacks are suffering from climate change, climate change, apparently. Cheerios is killing people and preventing people from having babies. 15-minute cities, Russian oligarchs, and much, much more on this jam-packed two-hour live from America today. How I want to start this show out is showing you the panic and the very, very nervous um, attributes of just one stretch face Armstrong, Nancy Pelosi, and circle back Jen Psaki. Watch the nervous antics and the stuttering and the spitting and the vodka-soaked mess that comes out of her mouth and her cheerleader right alongside her, Jen Psaki, doing everything they can. We, Eli, we have to do everything humanly possible to keep Donald Trump from that White House. That is the, that is the message. From Stretch Face Armstrong and Circle Back Saki. Roll it. Putin is probably the richest person in the world. Probably the richest person in the world. Forget all these ratings that people have. The richest person Mm -hmm. in the world. He's also 
the most, well, not the most evil, stiff competition for that honor, but nonetheless uh, among the top three or four most evil people in the world. Now, hold on. I want to stop this real quick. You know what that clicking noise is? That click, 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 click that you're hearing? Oh, no, that's not a problem with your audio. That's not a problem with the LFA studio audio. No, that is Nancy Pelosi's stupid zipper on her dumb sweater bouncing off of her mic as she sits there and shakes uncontrollably from vodka withdrawals and dementia. Anyway, continue to roll. He have on Donald Trump that he have to constantly be catering to Putin, telling Putin, go into these countries, NATO countries. NATO was there to stop Russia, to keep Russia out. They have been successful for nearly 75 years. We will celebrate that uh, security success. And then we have, what's his name? She, I usually have him nameless, saying... Uh, he doesn't support NATO and, and uh, uh, invite, encouraging Russia to invade NATO countries. He, he who shall not be named. I know Voldemort well, so there's another guy kind of like him. What, what do you think? Moron. We're all wondering this question, Speaker Pelosi. What do you think Putin has on him? I mean, it sure seems like something, as you've said a few times, given that he refuses to criticize him, that he seems to be a fanboy mm. of him. Are, are you worried well, you at know, all? Uh, okay. during the Mueller... Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, first of all, first of all, we must be sure that he does not step one foot into the White House. There it is. Not as president there or not is. as anything. He has brought disgrace to the White House, to these presidents. I talked about George Washington. It's also President's Week for Cocaine uh, Abraham a Lincoln. When Abraham Lincoln died, <laughs> it was embroidered in his coat that night at that theater. One country, one destiny. And he gave his life to unify our country. And now we have someone who had the honor of serving in the White House, didn't consider it an honor, didn't consider his oath of office to protect and defend the Constitution. And on this week, speaking out the way he did about Navalny shows you that he is a person without values. He looks like he's going to be a person without dollars either. But the values are what concern us. Yes, the, the dollars are so nobody has. And I'm not what I appear to be. This sounds like he's going to be a person without dollars next, Eli. Um, uh, even though he's just became $4 billion richer the other day. And millions of Americans are going to pay all of his legal fees if, if they stand. Um, what do you think about that, Eli? I, I don't understand how you got any words out of that at all. Her zipper clicks, her spit clicks, and her dentures click. That's three clicks going on when she's trying to say words. Don't you talk to me about clicks. I know all about keywords. I'm a keyword from way back. I mean, and my husband, Paul Pelosi, is a carpenter because it's, it's hammer time, Eli. She's the reason the C word was invented. I have no doubt of that. Click? <laughs> Eli, this is a family show. Now, ladies and gentlemen, do you see the nervous antics? Do you see the rhetoric? Do you smell the vodka? Do you understand where this um, fear is coming from? It's coming from the depths and the bowels of whatever is left of her very corrupt soul. We can't let Donald Trump get away. You're in the White House, Eli. This can't happen. 
I got, I got nothing. I... <laughs> Anyway, folks, I want to give big shout-outs to the monthly donors that we have here on uh, LFA TV Live from America. Vanette Major, I want to thank you for your money. Or your money. Yes, your money. I want to thank you for your money and your monthly contribution, uh, giving us that hard-earned money every single month just to make sure that we continue to stay a network. We appreciate you. Valerie Jacobs, same thing with you. God bless you. We know it's not easy, and we know it's difficult. Kathy Hansen, thank you. Angie Grant, God bless you, and I appreciate your monthly patronage. Sylvia Lebrano, thank you so very much. Rebecca Lugier, God bless you and your family as well. Trisha Balboni, ooh, I like that. Almost sounds like Balboa. But right has that Tony Soprano, you know, Italia Balboni. Yes, we'd like to thank uh, Trisha Balboni for your uh, monthly contribution. uh, Carla Duffy, Alexis Timmons, and Tracy Sparkman. God bless you all, and we appreciate your help every single month to make sure that we can uh, continue to keep things going here. And before we get to the Lord, ladies and gentlemen, yes, 615000 for that GoFundMe already. I wish they you um I wish they would have used give send go and not GoFundMe. But I guess, you know, beggars can't be choosers, right? Um I'd like to uh talk about our first partner of the day uh before we get to the Lord because you know what these people are um a family uh, for the Lord as well. They are men and women of God, uh, Denise and Corey over at OFP Farms, and they have a God-fearing family, a God-fearing farm, and a God-fearing herd of goats that are out there doing what they can to provide passionate and beautifully packaged products and very, very, very high-quality um, goat milk soaps, lotions, lip balms, deodorants, shampoos, you name it, ladies and gentlemen, beard oil, bath and body um, uh, balms and everything, all made from all natural goat milk products. It is amazing. If you have a husband who's got a beard, make sure you check out the men's beard and bath products. There's also magnesium, ladies and gentlemen, magnesium products. Me and my wife started using magnesium last year. We started a whole slew of of different life-changing decisions based on what we put on our body and what we put in our body. Magnesium is one of them. You can get all your magnesium products as well by going to OFPFarms.com. That is OFP Farm, uh, OFPFarms.com. And when you put everything in your cart and you go to sign out, there's usually it says put in your promo code. Use the promo code LFA15, all one, one word together, LFA15, and it will get you. off OFP Farms today. Ladies and gentlemen, join me in going to the Lord. Our verses of the day today, if you get our newsletter uh, from jeremyherald.com, comes from Proverbs 3, 7 through 10. Proverbs 3, 7 through Proverbs 3, 10. And what this is talking about is what you are to do with any wisdom and wealth that the Lord blesses you with. It says this, Do not be wise in your own eyes. That means don't think you know everything and always be open to somebody else's wisdom, suggestions, or information. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth. 
Now, this doesn't mean honor the Lord if you are rich, okay? Don't, it doesn't mean honor the Lord if you are rich. It means honor the Lord with your wealth. That means anything that you are given more than what you need, honor the Lord with it. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. Now, again, that's not why you do it, but that is a blessing of what happens when you do it, okay? So, ladies and gentlemen, please remove your hats. Remove your headphones if you're wearing them. Ask the people in your family to be silent as we go to the Lord in the Lord's Prayer. Please join me. Bow your head. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With great power comes great responsibility, right, Eli? And with great blessings come great uh, responsibility as well. And we want to make sure that we're doing all the right things with the stuff that God provides and gives us each and every day. Eli, you got your field of greens? I see you shaking it up over there. Shake it up. Woo, woo. Ladies and gentlemen, bottoms up with your field of greens. Here we go. All right, first and foremost section of the day, we're going to get right into Judge Engeron and what this $360 million ridiculously witch hunt of a ruling, what is it going to do to Donald Trump? And what is it going to do to the state of New York and America's Big Apple, the city of New York? It's not going to be good. Because it's not just truckers, which we'll get to in a minute. It's not just the truckers that are threatening to boycott bringing foods and resources and clothing and everything else that you need, all your essentials. It's not just that. It's corporations as a whole, and it is businessmen and women who invest their money in order to see a return. And when you have the stock exchange in New York where America's business is done and these people start seeing the effects and the reality of businessmen and women, hedge fund people, investors, corporations, truckers, and other people boycotting doing business in the state of New York, well, the first people that are going to feel the hurt is the citizens and the residents of New York. The second group of wave of people that are going to feel the the hurt are the businesses. And the third group of people that are going to feel this hurt, the third wave, is the politicians and the people that are making laws and decisions for the state. And unfortunately, because they're the last ones that will feel the effects of it, really, because they're corrupt and they're going to make sure they get their paycheck paycheck no matter what. Unfortunately, because they're the last ones that will feel the effects of this, this will have a, a uh, multiple years of distress because of Judge Engeron and Letitia James's bloodthirst to take down Donald Trump and the Trump Corporation. 
Engeron's $350 million verdict against President Trump spells doom for business in New York, ending free enterprise and opening the floodgates for socialism in the financial capital of the world. We just spoke about that, the financial capital. That is where America's business is done. Now, the powers in charge of the state are literally driving it into the ground, headfirst, without a parachute, arms and feet together, diving to the earth as fast as they possibly can. New York's political and legal establishments are both among the most corrupt in state history, maybe even in the country, which makes Arthur Engeron and Letitia James's rife for exploitation in order to carry out the marching orders of Department of Justice's troll Merrick Garden Gnome Garland and the sniffer and thief who can't even walk from one room to the uh, to, from one room to the next in the White House without having people guiding him along the way. They are so bloodthirsty to persecute the man, Donald Trump, that they will destroy everybody in the process and not even think about the consequences to come. Now, do you remember when Donald Trump was president and he said, we cannot let the cure become worse than the disease? Well, ladies and gentlemen, because we did let the cure become worse than the disease of COVID, we now have a generation of children, Gen Z and Gen Alpha, two separate generations, who are constantly sick with terrible immune systems and it will be that way for years to come. What do you think is going to happen when you grind the gears of the economy to a halt in the state of New York. You are going to destroy everybody and you don't even care. Share the video, folks. We're going to get down to the nitty gritty of this, okay? Now, what I want to do here is I want to play for you uh, Kevin O'Leary. Now, if you guys know who uh, Kevin O'Leary is, Kevin O'Leary is the Shark Tank guy. He is a multimillionaire. He is an investor. He is constantly working to invest in, 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 uh, in, in companies and with hedge funds and constantly a man who um, is, is got his mark on um, Fortune 500 companies and profits. And this man says, I am done. And so are many of my friends. And because we're done and we're boycotting, there may be others out there that say we're not there yet, but they will eventually get there. I want to play this video for you on CNN of Kevin O'Leary having a heated exchange with a CNN host who clearly tries to stop him from saying the very, very, very obvious and the truth because it hurts that bad. I want you to enjoy this four-minute exchange of exactly why New York is going to experience some hardships in the next six months. Roll it. Not want to do business or loan money to people like yourself or investors if they know that they can get away with fraud and there's no recourse to protect them? Excuse me, what fraud? I don't, I, this is not about Trump anymore. What fraud, exactly. When you I know. get a developer, when you get a developer that builds a building and he says it's worth $400 million and he wants to borrow $200 million from a bank, which happens every day, everywhere on earth, including every American city, Every developer is an entrepreneur. They shine the light on their building and they say it's worth 400. The bank does its own due diligence, as was done in this case, because they're very good at it. The banks are very good. And they say, no, it's worth 300. 
We're only going to loan you $150 million. That haggling has gone on for decades. That's how it works. And then in this case, even, the bank that was supposedly defrauded testified and said, we didn't lose anything. We want to do business with this guy again. We'd like to. But the judge said, no, 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 no. Let's penalize this developer for $355 million. And if we're going to do that, let's penalize all the developers all across America. They've all done the same thing. All of them should go to jail and we should stop building buildings. That's what the message is from New York. Even the governor herself is concerned about what this looks like to investors all around the world. It's not just U.S. domestic. All well, around the world, people are talking about what happened here. You really think people want to invest money in New York after this? How about we go well, somewhere I, I else? Think, how, I think there are to, people who would, I don't want to cut you off, but I, I want to converse well, with you, you and you said, just did. I, it's, it's only because I want <laughs> to have a conversation, a, you know Kevin, as opposed you be, to just you, having you tell you me. I respect you because you're a lawyer. You're a lawyer. You understand well, exactly what I'm talking about. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm respectable for a number of reasons, Kevin O'Leary, but being a, a lawyer is one of those issues. But I'll tell you, when I, when I hear your hmm. conversation, I, I do want to converse is. with you about this point. I understand that there are legitimate concerns that were raised during the trial and will continue to be raised about who the quote unquote what who is actually bringing the suit it wasn't the banks who were saying that we as consumers are unsophisticated feel this way but Letitia James the attorney general and I know you want to expand beyond Trump has suggested well it's about making the playing field level for those who are not the major and billionaire investors but for those who are supposed to put business records out there want to get a loan the idea of making sure that they have to have the same true statements included as those who have a lot more money. Is there any weight to that for you? Well, I ask you who lost money, and I make it even clearer. You and I, we're developing a data center together, and I say to you, we can go to New York where this just happened. It's your money now. You're now an investor, and you're taking risk. You're an entrepreneur with me, right beside me. We're together on the deal. Or I can show you Oklahoma, North Dakota, West Virginia, where the governors actually ran businesses. Let's go there, where this never happened before. They have power. They have permits. They've got legislation that's supportive of entrepreneurship. Why would we go to New York? Why take the risk? My only point is, did we just diminish the great state of New York and the great people of New York. And shouldn't they ask for better management so they don't become a flyover state? Amen. Remember, New York has the highest taxes in the country, the worst regulatory environment, and it's incredibly mismanaged. And I'm pointing out now on top of that, you get this insanity, a, a victimless crime. And forget about Trump. It's not about Trump. I don't mm -hmm. care about Trump in this. I care about America, and I care about entrepreneurship, Amen. and I care about democracy and the fairness. The judicial system is now being criticized. People are asking themselves, the bar of New York, is this judge rational to charge $355 million in a case where no one lost any money? Is that good for the people of New York? Should the people of New York wake up to this and say, what's happening to us? Why is this becoming so perverse? Why are we the focus of this injustice? And I have nothing to do with Trump. I'm not supporting Trump. I'm supporting American entrepreneurship. And New York is slowly becoming the number one loser state in America. Woo! New York is quickly becoming the number one loser state in America. 
says Kevin O'Leary. And he's a million, a millionaire investor, a multi-million dollar investor. And he says New York is quickly becoming the loser state of America. He said the bank in question wanted to continue to do business with Donald Trump. Do you not understand this? And she didn't look very happy. I'd like to thank all the 5,000 people that are here right now. I really appreciate you guys taking the time out of your day to get your news here when there are so many other news organizations and outlets and content creators and influencers on right now, and you're choosing to be here. That says a lot. We appreciate you. Please sign in. Make sure that you've rumbled and make sure that you've shared. Now, a poison pill. Jonathan Turley reveals that there is an insidious poison pill in Judge Engeron's ruling against President Trump in the New York civil fraud case. Turley was a guest on Fox News America reports with John Roberts and Sandra Smith to speak with the hosts about the decision to argue why the ruling must be reversed and the impact on business potentially fleeing New York. He first blasted Kathy Hochul, for her laughable suggestion that other companies had nothing to worry about because they were not Donald Trump. Well, let's just stop right there, Eli. Kathy Hochul came out and pled pled to other businesses, don't leave, don't leave, you guys are okay because you're not Donald Trump. Okay, stop right there. Doesn't that imply that the governor of New York and the DA of New York work together to single out Trump? If they're saying, don't worry, you have nothing to fear, you're not Donald Trump, but Donald Trump isn't guilty of anything in a court of law, and there's no victim here, then isn't she, by saying that, admitting that they 100% singled out Donald Trump? I think that's the textbook definition of singled out. Don't worry, you don't have anything to worry about. You're not Donald Trump. But wait a minute. Donald Trump is a man who has no criminal convictions because of anything to do with his business and no person crying that they were a victim. So it sounds to me like they were singled out. I want to see a supercut video now of all these developers, whatever they are, saying, I'm Donald Trump. I'm Donald Trump. I'm Donald Trump. There we go. Kevin O'Leary. Anybody out there who's watching this, if you have the power to share this and tag a big business person or even Donald Trump himself, and say, get every business person that you know who did business in New York, who no longer is going to for the time being, and have them put together a montage video that say, I'm Donald Trump. I'm Donald Trump. And I will not be doing business in your state until and unless this is reversed and those people are removed. What's up? The last person needs to say, New York is Donald Trump. Woo! Eli, even sun shines on a dog's butt once every day, once now and then, huh? Is that for me? (laughs) Come up with those great political ideas. That's a great political ad. Thanks, Skippy. Eli's learning a lot, ladies and gentlemen. He's learning a lot here. Um, The law professor revealed that he had discovered a distinct poison pill that may force Trump to liquidate all of his assets. He called this really insidious. Now, Donald Trump had to literally put up $400 million worth of assets 
while appealing this decision. He says, so it's sort of a perverse incentive for figures like this judge. He made this so large that it took, that it could force Trump to liquidate assets in New York just to be able to get other judges to even look at the case. So it's a grossly unfair situation. And I expect a lot of businesses are very uneasy after watching this unfold. And a lot of them are Trump's friends. Turley reiterated that this argument that first was put out in the New York Post, or no, in the New York Post, and pointed out the, uh, the blatant unconstitutional nature of the provision, along with the immense burden placed on Trump at all. Nothing succeeds like excess for judge, judges like Engeron. By imposing this astronomical figure, he can make it difficult or impossible for a defendant to even appeal it, absent declaring bankruptcy or selling off assets at distressed prices. The goal here is to not only keep Trump off the campaign trail with court case after court case, the goal here is also to bankrupt him so that he has no resources or economic way of fighting these charges. But they continue to underestimate Donald Trump. He's four moves ahead of them, and even if he wasn't, we got his back. So you're screwed there too. And they can't take the fact that there are Americans out there, Eli, that are willing to do this. Last night, I saw a clip from MSNBC where a reporter was saying just that. They were complaining. This man is found guilty. This man is found guilty by a court of law, a fake court of law, by the way, that used fake numbers to convict a, um, a Donald Trump of a fake charge. And I just don't understand, he says, why people are keep sending him money. What do they see in this man? Are they brainwashed? They see salvation in him. Well, not salvation as in your soul, I hope. No, but for America. Salvation in America. That's exactly right. That's why they don't understand how somebody could be supportive or supported by, a, by millions and millions of people. But they don't stop to even report on the truth or think of maybe it's because everybody knows it's a lie. Here is another trucker, a female trucker, who's also joining the boycott. And it's growing day by day. Listen to what she says. It could shut New York City down. Um, and, you know, I don't want to hurt the people of New York. That's not what I'm trying to do. But my part in it, if, if New York just loses 10%, just 10% of the trucks that go in there, their prices are going to skyrocket on everything from milk to eggs to any type of goods that the consumer needs. And when that happens, it's going to cost everybody more money. That's exactly right. Now, again, she said, my goal here isn't to hurt the people of New York. But if, but if we're on here every day in the live chat saying, stop paying taxes, stop paying taxes. Well, if we stop doing that, a lot of the world would go into a massive, massive um, time of pain and suffering. But we know that the way to stop these people 
is by cutting off the flow of money, which causes them to have power and, 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 and causes them to have greed. And if you cut that flow off and they can't jail everybody, then the thought process here is sooner or later they will bend the knee and cave. My question is, will they? I think that they will to a certain extent. I think they will to a certain extent. But these people, like I said, they're bloodthirsty and they're hell-bent on destroying Donald Trump, even if it means destroying their own cities. Now, I will give it to Gutfelt and Waters because yesterday, Gutfelt and Waters shut down that other host. What's her last name? Tarloff. Her defense of the New York ruling against Donald Trump. Again, spewing stuff that's not even real. Well, he got found guilty in a court of law. So what? The courts are so corrupt. It's not even, uh, it's, but this is, this is what they argue on. They have that much faith in our judicial system, I guess. Roll it. Donald Trump ran the first time. He has been making this argument. If they could do this to me, they could do this to you. The average person is not inflating their wealth by 800 million to 2.2 billion dollars. They're not sexually assaulting women. They're not storing classified documents in the toilet. They're not fomenting an insurrection. Mar-a-Lago, you remember the documents? Let's focus on this case. We can do. No, we can do. A, we can do a lot. You no, always no. do that. No, no, no. It's not a laundry list. Really? You just say judge Edgar on this too. When we're talking, focus on one topic. We're focused on one topic. And yes, it does matter. Falsifying your business records. Do you do that? No. I'll tell you what I did do. I'm glad you asked. When you're in a contract negotiation with a company, let's say your contract is up, and your company says we want to renew your contract, and they don't give you a bump in the rate. That's the beginning. And then you come back and you go, you know what? I'm going to ask for the freaking moon, which I always do. And I know I'm not going to get the moon, but I also know at the end of the day, they're going to see everything. I can say I want $100 million over the next six months. They're going to laugh, laugh, laugh. But that doesn't mean I broke the law. It means this is what you put down in a negotiation. And as the judge said, it's all transparent. They actually see it. There is no fraud here, which is why you're bringing up other stuff. No, it's not. I started with that. And then I said, actually, it's a pattern. Well, I'm okay, sure, I got to get sure. Jesse in. Um, let's just give you the final word. I was going to say, you obviously, with respect, Jessica, know nothing about real estate, real estate valuations, real estate development, Boom. or the IRS, get her, or Jesse. getting loans from big banks get her, to develop skylines in New York City. Donald Trump did more for New York City than a thousand Letitia James has done. Huh. And if you look at this history of this case, she's gone after now Cuomo, Donald Trump, the NRA, the NYPD, and she's done nothing on street crime, nothing on real white-collar crime. And then her phony friend, Alvin Bragg, if you just try to defend yourself working at a bodega or on the subway, he goes after you. That's why 160 businesses have left New York. That's why almost a million New Yorkers have left. I was going to say, in a combination of, I I don't know how many sneakers he'd have to sell, Rick, um, to try to make up a dent in this bill. This is it right here. But I'm thinking about those supporters, and I'm thinking about the sneakers. Joking aside, yesterday, uh, there was a guy who reportedly paid $9,000 at an auction for those sneakers. And my God, in my head, my mind was blown away because I'm thinking of these loyal supporters that have already stepped in to help the Mm ex-president launching a GoFundMe. Uh, It has already raised over $300,000. 
$600,000. 600 um, now. You know, Woo! this is a guy who was just found to be a fraud in a court of law, and ordinary Americans are throwing basically their life savings and more cash at him, and the grift continues. Oh, what's the matter? And these people are throwing their life savings at him, and the grift continues. Are you mad because nobody has a GoFundMe for you? Are you upset because you're a nobody? Are you, upset, are you upset because nobody knows who you are? I watched that clip, and I don't even know who you are. And I live in the news. You're a nobody. Letitia James is a nobody. None of you people that are complaining and crying have ever done squat to make New York or New York City residents' life any better. You didn't build a casino. You didn't save a, an ice rink from being uh, basically abandoned and collapsed. You didn't change the skyline of New York. You didn't pay off people's um, loans and help people when they were in dire needs and, and, and needed somebody to help them. You're worthless nobodies. You're talking head scumbag morons. So why would anybody listen to anybody who's a failure? Why would anybody listen to the advice and the criticism of somebody who's never accomplished anything? Why would anybody listen to a failure loser who got a job as a talking head because they can read a teleprompter and look at a screen at the same time but never created a job? You are a nothing in a blip of time that nobody cares about. Right, Eli? My favorite part of that was the woman, <laughs> Jesse Waters. I just want to say with all due respect, you have no idea what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> you don't know about anything ever. So there's that. So I want to give, if I can, and I've never, I don't think I've done this ever, not to a Fox employee anyway. I'd like to give the Smarty Award of the Day to Mr. Jesse Waters. Go ahead and roll that. Ladies and gentlemen, the Smarty Award of the Day today. Jesse Waters, Fox News, for saying, well, with all due respect, you don't know anything about anything, and you are a moron. He had a nicer way of saying it than I did, yeah, but it was still pretty much the same thing. Now let's move on from that, and let's move on to another atrocious topic, other than the, the politics and the judicial system in New York, and let's go talk about the clucking hens of The View, because they've planted a seed that you are about to see on every mainstream news station for the next three to four months. And that is, ready for this, Eli? Joe Biden should refuse all debates with Donald J. Trump because Joe Biden has already proved how great he is and he doesn't need to share his stage or, hold on, ready for this? Give a platform to Donald Trump to reach more people. Eli, you remember that dance that they did for people that acted just absolutely brain dead? Put your hand in the air, then cock that wrist. Bring your hand across your chest, try to bite your wrist and go, I'm sorry, but that is what these ladies remind me of. The guy can't draw four people in circles who don't speak English 
Being on But yet, Donald Trump, who demands tens of thousands of people, he needs a platform from creepy old corn pop Biden. Hold on, Eli. Hold on. Well, what, what do you got to say? Go ahead. You go first. It's the same weak argument they use. I see on Facebook all the time before I was restricted. Well, I don't see any Build Back Better hats. And they, they come back with, that's because we're not in a cult. That's because you couldn't sell them. Can't, we, can't, we, can't have a, we can't have a debate, Eli. We know why we can't have a debate, right? 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 Let's check this out. I just, you know... I don't think I need to see someone who has been twice impeached and is a disgrace and a one-term president with 91 counts facing him. I think it legitimizes him. <laughs> I don't need to be gaslit by Trump. We all know who he is. We all know what he stands for. We also know that Biden debated him twice and just like sort of mopped the floor with him. What? If you look at any of what? the studies, yeah. every American, most Americans that watched it thought that Biden won, not only on policy, but on demeanor, especially. Does this person have the temperament to be the president? We know who Donald Trump is. I don't think you give him that type of platform. But I really also, if, if Biden flubs... Yeah. They'll go, be all over him. If Trump flops, if he doesn't well, show up, they'll be all over him. But here's the thing. A lot has happened since 2020. January 6th hadn't happened. Donald Trump needs to have to stand next to Joe Biden. And Joe Biden needs to call him out on the unfitness. Because the reality is we but all at this lies. table, we all know who Donald Trump is. Nearly 80 million people voted for him. They need to see the juxtaposition of the two yeah, leaders. Yeah, but you well, we've got a soundbite for those people, Eli, and it goes a little something like this. Thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. I'm still a piece of garbage. Eli, did you know that Biden mopped Trump in debates? Oh, it, I wasn't there, I guess. I... <laughs> it went about just about how you just talked. And, and, and pretty much the moderators were the ones that were debating Trump, not Joe Biden. I'm just wanna, I just want to clear the air. Let me be clear, okay? Let me be as clear as Karine Jean-Pierre, okay? Anyway, folks, um, so that is what you're going to be hearing over the next two to three months when it comes to the question of whether Joe Biden should debate Donald Trump. Can't give him a platform. That's what it's going to be. And it's only going to work. It's going to make things worse for the entire Democratic Party, not just Joe Biden, as long as they keep that old bag of milk uh, going. What's up? Platform. He doesn't need a platform. He's got the country behind him. Now, you can always get into uh, Ron DeSantis's platform boots and that might jack you up a couple notches. But anyway, I want to move on because yesterday I made a short clip video and I know a lot of you don't have. Uh, social media. So I wanted to kind of break down everything that you need to know about what will happen if this motion to disqualify Fannie Willis and her team, which would include Nathan Wade and everybody else from the prosecution of Donald Trump in the RICO case in Georgia. A lot of people have been asking me about this. So I went and I looked at Georgia law. I looked at the precedents that might uh, be set for something like this and how this would go down. And I do have an answer for you. So here's how it would go. If Judge McAfee, which from what I hear, I have breaking news, ladies and gentlemen, as of last night, and I'll pull this up for you right now. uh, Breaking news as of last night, 
um, actually very early this morning, I should say, was that um, the Jonathan Turley, who I was just speaking about as well in the New York case, he has said that he believes that the judge overseeing the allegations against um, Fulton County DA Willis and Special Prosecutor Nathan, Nathan Wade, he said that word on the street, word on the beat, word at the water cooler is that he has seen enough to remove Nathan Wade and Fannie Willis from their case against Donald Trump. So let's say that this happens. Let's look at the hypothetical here because I want you guys to know exactly what's going to happen and please help me share the video. If Nathan Wade and Fannie Willis are removed as special prosecutors in this case, it goes back to ground zero. Now, all of the investigation, research, um, interviews, evidence, anything that Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade have collected in order to bring this RICO case against so many people, that can still be, can be, again, let me use my words, can be still used in the next prosecutor's case. The reality of that is it probably won't be. Because of the fact that they've got to start from ground zero, it would go something like this. So Judge McAfee would then give the responsibility to choosing who the next prosecutor would be to um, the chair of the board of, um, of prosecutors for the Georgia Council. His job would then be to go and interview and select another district attorney in Georgia who would take the case. Now, they can also go outside of the state itself, and they can also go and get a third-party uh, private attorney to take the case if they want to go and do that. However, what restricts them from doing that is cash, money. Because of the fact that they would have to go and spend an hourly rate to a third-party lawyer, it would be triple the cost as it would be to have a DA do it. Now, if they um, select a DA to do it, that DA, by law, by Georgia law, has to take the case, okay? They have to take the case, even if they don't want to, if they're selected to do it. But it would be in the best interest of everybody if that attorney was on board to take the case. Then, once that attorney was um, selected to take, that, to take that case, that attorney would have full... Um, full discretion on whether or not they wanted to move that case forward or drop the case based on the evidence that they have already. So that's how that would go. And then once that is all done, which would take months, by the way, then and only then would this person say, okay, I want to bring a case again. Then they would have to start another hearing. They would have to go through all of the evidentiary process Again, it all has to be new because they cannot use the tainted material there. They can only use that as a guide or a source to take and go get their own evidence and proof or whatever. That's how that works. So by the time, even if somebody were to take this case, by the time that they take it, it would be far past the election and Donald Trump would already be there. So the question here remains, will Judge McAfee disqualify them? That's the question. If he does, that's the process for Donald Trump. Now, the process for Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade and their team is that they should be disbarred 
from holding any kind of job that has any kind of official capacity within the law, number one. And they should also be charged for all of their lying, perjury, and abusing their power and thievery of taxpayer dollars. That's how it goes, ladies and gentlemen. So that is what we're looking forward to next, is Judge McAfee saying this case is absolutely D-O-A. Now, here is the point in today's show that nobody else is covering and that is exclusive to LFA TV. And it's not so much the whole story of a non-citizen being appointed to a board of election uh, commission in California. The exclusivity of this story is how it got there to begin with. So I'm going to show you a video right now that has been translated by our own Ava Chen of Whistleblowers so that you can hear exactly what this woman is saying. The woman that you are about to see on your screen, folks, this is where we really got to get all together in one full unity of, a, of, 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 of an audience and share out this link, okay? This is exclusive and this is important. The woman that you're about to see on your screen has just been appointed, first ever non-citizen, to a Board of Election commission, uh, Committee in the state of California. This is a, holds big power and this is very very dangerous. Roll it. I came to San Francisco two years ago and realized that San Francisco residents have a lot of rights. Non-citizens and immigrants enjoy a lot of rights here. Even non-citizens can become commissioners to influence policies. Often, the influence of Chinese or Asian people is weaker. Few people here speak Chinese or other languages. The council should have representation. So, because of that, I would love to represent the voices of our immigrants. We all pay the same taxes and contribute to society. But our voices are rarely heard in policy. Kelly Wong, who is employed and does her advocacy at the Chinese for Affirmative Action, is an immigrant from Hong Kong. She was sworn in as an election commissioner today, accompanied by San Francisco Board of Supervisor Peskin. As a non-citizen, she described the process of becoming an election commissioner as challenging. After taking office, she plans to advocate for immigrants and non-English speaking voters in policymaking, increase voter turnout in the immigrant communities. The responsibilities of election commissioner members include supervising elections and ensuring that elections are held fairly and impartially. What do you guys all think of that? Now, I know some people are saying Rumble is down. Rumble is not down on my end. So if you don't have a problem, definitely do not refresh. We don't want to have that happen. Uh, happen. I am going to bring up the Rumble chat right now because I want to know what you guys think of that. Let's see. She doesn't belong here. She doesn't speak English. This is BS. That's not an AI voice, by the way. That was, uh, that was actually translated. Oh, the second one might have been. Um, is this a result uh, of Xi Jinping's visit? We're getting some feedback, uh, Ava. If you guys can mute over there, that would be great. So we've got Ava Chen coming on here uh, in just a few minutes, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, okay, we're good? All right, we've got Ava Chen coming on to talk a little bit about this. Uh, but as we see you guys, I'm, I see what you guys are all saying. I say WTF, short clip. She's going to help illegals vote. Um, 
non-citizens. That's it, 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 that's the uh, is the answer. Get her out. Um, treason. That is scary. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here to break this down in uh, a way that um, that we can all uh, wrap our minds around and, and really understand and get to the deeper uh, problem here and how far this goes back is uh, our very own uh, whistleblowers. Uh, Ava Chen, are you with me? Can you hear me now? No, yeah, I can hear okay. you. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, Ava Chen from Whistleblowers, NFSC. Um, uh, Ava, I'm sorry I had you muted that whole time. Uh, what we just saw was the video uh, that mm-hmm. you uh, sent us back this morning where you translated uh, what the, the woman was saying who was appointed to the, the election board there. Um, but this goes far far deeper than choosing this one woman randomly to be in this position from what the the intel that you've given me and what I've gone through this morning, this goes back all the way to 2011 and maybe even further back than that. Can you kind of bring us up to speed with what's going on there? Um, yeah, thank you, Jeremy. So I've did, I did I did a little bit digging into the whole thing, and which is connected for me first, and then I want to share with your audiences how this all connected together. This is a CCP infiltration, hundred percent. This is just a phenomenon that's a years, decades of work accumulated and cultivated to this moment, and they're all geared up to this year of election, as you all aware of. But if you dig into how did a non-citizen become a commissioner. This is nothing. Okay. If you look back, I'm going to take you back to even 10 years, 12 years ago, decade ago. That is where the United Front organization of the CCP chapter and one of the leading figure and Miles School has whistleblower. His name is Jen Chi and he's a top spy and he has an official position in America. He, he, he is the chairman of the Fujian American Association. Out in 2011, he has openly accepted interview from the Chinese television and taunting that the Chinese has its um, has its uh, candidates running all level at the city level, at the state level, at the federal level. They even wanted to become one day running the presidential election. That's actually in 2011. Wow. He talked back when Clinton, okay, listen, Clinton's campaign, okay, and Hillary Clinton and also his, uh, her hus- uh, husband's campaign, it's all um, they have already planned all those infiltration at that time. That's at least taking you back more than two decades ago. OK, so so they've seized. If you're looking closely and I want Americans, regardless whether you're right and left, I wanted to tell Americans this is the most dangerous moment in American in history. And not just me saying that Bannon just said it yesterday. OK, this is the most dangerous moment in history of your country since the exception, including the Civil War, including the World War Two. Why? It's because a lot of Americans are deceived. You will like uh, when you listen to that video, you mentioned about a organization called CAA. So the full name of it, it's called Chinese for Affirmative Action. Okay, so I did a lot of information. I I hate to cut you off, but while you're talking about that, I am going to actually bring that up on the screen. Uh, the, The some of the some of the still images that you gave me on what CAA is. So um, while I have this up, if you want to go ahead and uh, and talk about it, uh, go ahead. I have it up on the screen now. 
Okay, so so the CAA mission, you need to pay attention to this organization. This organization has remained relatively, relatively small in size until 2021. Okay, so according to its 990 form, IIS tax form, they are tax exempt organizations, so you can check all those tax forms annually. They've actually had an infusion of uh, 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 funds in 2021 for extra 40 some million dollars. Okay, this is not me making up. And they're talking on their annual report saying that California has a budget, they're proposing a budget of 166.5 million used on API equity, um, uh, uh, on this, on this, on this matter, on API equity matter. Okay, so what is API Equity Matter? It stands for Asian and Pacific Islander. So this is actually Californian taxpayers' money, and they use a big chunk of the money. And I believe their uh, infusion of a big jump of their funding is coming from that API initiative that was uh, put it out by the Governor Newsom, who signed in law, I think it was 2021, um, was proposed and recently signing law again for uh, for the last year's uh, physical budget for 2023 to 2024, another 40 million. So, but I really want to point you to a chart. Are you still there? Yeah, I, I can see. Yep, yep, you, go okay. ahead. Okay. Yep. If you can point to the chart, because immigration, a lot of people uh, try to uh, focus on, oh, look at the uh, aliens, the number of Chinese entering, you know, uh, the, the the border, right? You're a U.S. border, uh, Mexican-U.S. border. But I want to just give you the charts. Take a look at the charts, okay? So 2023, in the year that you had a 3.8 million aliens entering the United States. However, adding all together, less than 50,000 are Chinese, Okay, if you look at the charts from March to November, if you're adding all those numbers and plus the the the, the whole year is is less than sixty thousand. If you divide the sixty by three point eight million, that's less than one point six percent. However, I've seen a narrative pushing Chinese, pushing Chinese. You know why? Because the whole CAA business and the whole API 166.5 million budget is basically focusing on creating xenophobia and creating racist racism which is the entire platform that very few people that penetrated by the ccp along with their globalist friends to deceive the mass including those volunteers working for the caa on their annual report uh they talking they have a four thousand communities uh you know uh vibrant uh volunteers and donors and families guess what these are the people just like you and me without knowing the truth their passion Okay, their generosity has been weaponized by a very evil um, ideology called communism and the Chinese Communist Party. They have been long time rigged the game with and, and people are deceived. They truly do not know the truth. That is why. When you're focusing on the, you, you should focusing on the aliens that cross the border. There's a 10 million altogether, okay? 10 million aliens. But, right. the, but don't focus on the Chinese because the more, the time you're focusing on Chinese, you are helping your enemy to basically seed division and creating conflict. But you need to pay attention on the CAA work, particularly this Kelly Wong. Kelly Wong was employed by the CAA as an immigration consultant. Okay, so so you plus one plus two. Right now, seventy percent of those aliens entering 
the United States, I heard, uh, sorry, not 70%, uh, 25% of the uh, of the Chinese, okay, listen to here, Chinese illegal immigrants entering the United States are entering through via California. Guess what? I bet you the 150 organizations that supported by the CAA, according to their own annual report in 2021, latest annual report, they're supporting 150 organizations. And particularly this Kelly Wan is immigration uh, rights uh, community advocate. What does she do? I bet you, I want journalists on the ground, particular Americans, Chinese, American Chinese, whoever, whatever race you are. This is about invasion, how they actually do it secretly. You need to pay attention to the work they do. All those aliens, where they go? They go to those uh, so-called China Aid Center, which CAA runs. One of the program, if you're looking too into their tax form, their, their self-declaration, they're saying that they're helping the new immigrants settling this uh, great country and giving them language training, teach them uh, how to fully participate in their, in their political civil rights. So the, the, these are the organizations cloak themselves under, um, under a, a disguise of helping immigrants. But we have 2024 election coming. And this is not a hyperbole or I'm making things up. I wanted people to go closely, look around what they're doing. And there is an article I also shared it with you, uh, Jeremy. That was 2020. That was the last election cycle. Okay, listen to the message already. They put it on the website. If you go check on the CAA, they have already, instead of helping the new immigrants who does not know anything, including those uh, aliens, including those illegal immigrants, they don't know anything about the politics in the United States. And they will have training sessions, education sessions, and teach them how to vote because they have already clearly put on their website. They hate Trump. In 2022, the message is so clear the never Trump, okay? And they say Trump is the enemy of the democracy. That is why they have to go and vote against Trump to protect democracy. And they hope, you know, uh, when Americans are so busy fighting, left was right. The CCP has covertly lurking around and sneaking in your system. And it just by planting one or two people at the top leadership, they can completely subvert the civil society and use them to go against America. This is alert. I want you to fully understand. So you have to come up with a higher place. You can only reach out to Americans with love because CCP teach them to hate. Okay, every single day, they focusing on race, issue. They're focusing on gender equality issue. And if you look at the CAA, uh, 40 some million extra budget they've used on promoting gender equity. What is it? What is it? They plan, they, they, talk, they say it's about sexual orientation, about equal representation. But that's exactly what you have been um, witnessed, the division among yeah. division and the, and the gender confusion and um, uh, sexualization of kids. And they are actually receiving the public money, which is Americans tax dollars money and doing the work to further the CCP's agenda and the globalist agenda with you completely uh, sleeping, walking through the whole process. That's where the dangers are. Yeah. And I really want you to see at a higher level. That's why reaching out to Americans, regardless whether they are left, they are a Democratic voters or not, because this is you have a window of opportunity to wake people up. 
and to unite because when people facing shock effects like what you just have gone through what we all have gone through the covid okay the vaccine mandate the fentanyl death i mean they are families they are living in america they are the victim they are the people they're targeting by this evil totalitarian regime without even though they notice it so explain to the, this to them connect the dots for them and they will be also the victim when the ccp hitting ask Houthis or whatever terrorist groups to hit the uh the ship in this Red Sea, which already happened, right? Uh, when they're doing that, they're going to disrupt the supply chain. Guess what? Who is going to be the victim of the supply chain? We are, yeah. because we can buy the food in the grocery store. And the econ economy is going to tank because the CCP is going to let the bomb they have been planted in your economy, in your trade. And this is all going to come at the same time. So we are. People are, regardless you're left or you're right, or you're, you're gay or you're non-gay, you're black, you're white, doesn't matter. We don't have the resources to build a bunker and to hide our gold and silver and precious metal in the in the basement. We don't have that capacity. Well, Only it very makes, few globalists me, can do that. It makes me think why you see Mark Zuckerberg and all these rich, rich people and all these rich uh, actors, they're all building yeah. bunkers right now. You know that they know the same thing that we know. They can just yeah. prepare for it. We can't. Uh, Ava, I, I, I got to let you go here soon. But do you know if what is being done in Cal with this uh, situation here, do you know if it is legal for a non-citizen to be in, in that state, to be on that board? Are, are they breaking? The, do you know if that's legal or not? Because I seem to think in California it's probably legal. You know what? I don't know because I've heard a lot of uh, I saw a lot of posts by people um, are ex experts. These are the uh, Congress of, uh, you know, people running for Congress. Yeah. They're commenting on this is not a, this is not legal. There's a federal law preventing non-citizens to actually serve on the election commi commissioner. Uh, but, you know, guess what? Um, CCP has worked in California for decades, decades. four or five decades. Yeah. I mean, they have helper from within. So anything could happen if because the states is fairly independent under your constitution. So I'm not sure this is something we, I think all Americans needs to look at it because this is already happening everywhere as well. Because before CCP take the election commission, they have already taken your police commission. Police departments, yeah. This is happening in multiple municipalities. And that is why I want to send in caution. Please wake up people who still and. And today, don't know the, the the game plan of the Chinese Communist Party, but you, your audience, are the most educated. So please reach out to the other aisle and and unite it, because that's the only way that we can win. We can defeat the monstrous enemy of the Chinese Communist Party. Well, see, thank the, you, Jeremy, for giving me this opportunity. Oh, of course, always. No, thank you for doing all the research. The problem with people is, and it's even people in our own audience, they this is too deep for them. This is too much for them. They don't want it. Most of Americans don't want to know that's too much for me. That's too much truth. That's far beyond anything that I can understand. It doesn't bother me. It won't affect me. Truth of the matter is, it does bother you. It is affecting you. You don't know it. It's exactly what the CCP wants you to do is sit there mindless, brainless, hopeless, stupid, and not worrying about anything. And this is what we do we try to bring the information. Uh, Ava, thank you very much. Uh, I encourage everybody to go and watch your show, Whistleblowers, here on Saturdays, uh, every Saturday at noon, 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And Ava, where can people find you on Twitter and Getter and other social media? Yeah, you can find me on Getter and Twitter uh, at S7GRIL, Grill. 
So, and please do give us a follow on NFSC Speak on Twitter and yes. NFSC Speakers on Getter. So thank you very much, Jeremy. Yes, and free Miles Guo. We love you, Ava. God bless you. And send my love to everybody uh, there uh, on the team. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the great uh, reporter for LFA TV, uh, Ava Chen, who gives us all the intel that we cannot get otherwise. I mean, this intel that we get from her is coming straight from the source. It's coming straight from the CCP. The entire whistleblower apparatus that these people have, that they've built, 600 million people who escaped China and have built the new federal state of China to go back and take down the Red Army of the CCP, that's what she belongs to. She belongs to a 600 million person army across the world who have escaped the grips of China over the last 50 years who are working on the outside to take them down from the inside by educating the countries that the CCP is using because they don't have their own economic or military might to do it in order to get their jobs done. And we thank her for putting her life on the line for that. God bless her. And uh, let's go to the audience now. Let's go to the LFA family to see what you guys have to say. Thank you, Ava. So many people living, uh, love living their fake, comfortable lives. I know it's sad to see. Um, I have been practicing uh, here in Australia and have been exposing CCP at that time. The rabbit hole is very deep. Yes, it is. Does anybody wonder where our militia is at? It seems to me that they're starting to form again. That's what I've heard, but I guess we'll have to see. Um, the silent majority is awake, says Bad Moon. The CCP plays all sides, Jeremy, all sides. Yes, they do. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. But you know who they're not playing? They're not playing my side. They're not playing my side. And that's why most of our attacks come from China. Ava is America. I watched it for the first time last weekend. A lot of trolls there need to be zapped. Oh, okay. Well, we'll make sure we get somebody in there. China is still scared of us. Oh, 100%. But they've got some of our highest elected officials under, in their payroll, so they're pretty safe. Si CCP has infiltrated our elections during an election year, and I think they've been doing that for quite some time. All right, we are 12-16, ladies and gentlemen. We are getting into now our second hour of Live from America. And having said that, I would like to go right now, if I can, and um, give a little bit of promotion to uh, one of our um, newest and I think one of our uh, most, Eli tells me, what did Eli tell me the other day? The underwear is amazing. He told me, what is it? was it Eli? It's incredible. It feels like you're not wearing anything. <laughs> Which I guess you could just do that. But anyway, is it that, so I don't have the underwear. Now I know we're getting a little bit deep, Eli, when it comes to clothing. Now I don't have the underwear, but is it that different? Is it that different? It's silky smooth. Is it better than silk? Oh, it's so much better. So much smoother. You're not, just, you're not just saying that, right? You're for real. I'm in heaven right now. All right. Luxurious, ladies and gentlemen. Items from Cozy Earth with a discount code that can actually put you in the same game and be able to have access to the, some of the greatest bedding, uh, men and women's lounge clothing, and your sleepwear that you could ever, ever, ever hope to put on your body, and that is CozyEarth.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Cozy Earth, the reason why this is so different, the reason why this material is so special is because it is derived from bamboo. 
like it is made with the great stuff that is inside bamboo and actually translates into the softest, smoothest, most luxurious feeling uh, clothing and sleepwear that you'll ever, ever be exposed to in your entire life. And ladies and gentlemen, you can save up to 30% off some items, 40% off others, 20 and 25% off others by using the promo code LFA on Cozy Earth today. And there it is, folks. You can shop by category down here, your sleepwear, your women's and men's apparel. It's not just sleep and, and, and lounge uh, wear. It's also everyday items as well. Get yours today, ladies and gentlemen, CozyEarth.com. Feel for yourself. And they have a 100 wash guarantee. Cozy Earth. Dot com. That is CozyEarth.com. Promo code LFA. Check it out today. And if you, you know what? If you want to get something special for your loved one, something that nobody else has ever given them, then make sure you check out Cozy Earth. All right. Starting in on the second hour, James O'Keefe. Now, you guys know that James O'Keefe has been down on the border doing what he can down there. His team, OMG, is all over the country, actually. But they've been spending a, a considerable amount of time at the border. Because what James O'Keefe stumbled onto was something that Ryan Matta had exposed about three months prior when it was at these child um, distribution centers, these illegal distribution centers, where they're documenting them illegally and sending them into the interior of the United States illegally so they can come here and they can take your job, work, and then ultimately vote illegally. Well... Apparently, James O'Keefe, because of his reach and because of who he is, he's caused a lot more problems for the NGOs and the people that are involved working with the government to facilitate the invasion and the replacement and great takeover of the United States of America. What you're about to see is an in uh, private in-person meeting that was had because of James O'Keefe. And because of OMG, and not only because of them, because of other people down there exposing it, not the mainstream media, but people like us, they're in a panic right now. And the Unitarian Universalist Church of Tucson, which is a Catholic uh, organization, is, is, a, is an arm of the Catholic Church out there uh, working uh, with other, it's not just Catholic organizations either, folks, it's a lot of different denominational churches that are working. Catholic Church and the Red Cross just happen to be the number two, the number one and the number two for the largest organizations out there helping the government. But you've got to see this because they are in full panic mode over James O'Keefe. They want to get the FBI involved. They want to do anything they can. Make sure you share and rumble. Here we go. Okay, this is our volunteer. Hey, The board meeting of the Unitarian Universalist Church of Tucson was just leaked to us by a source after our investigative report on Nomas Muertes. The church owns the plot of land Nomas Muertes is located on and gives $400,000 in tax-deductible charitable money to Nomas Muertes. A Mexican man within Nomas Muertes asked our undercover illegal immigrant journalist for $300 to traffic him to Phoenix, a possible violation of the law. Danielle, the fundraising coordinator for the church, talked about not wanting to react to our story. Anything that we can do can give him fuel for the fire. Even just sending him a letter is something that he can put on a video and be like, look, they responded, right? Um, so it, it's definitely something to strongly and seriously consider of like, do we want to even honor his 
efforts with a response, right? Um, because if, at the end of the day, it's none of it is really conscionable or true. And any response lends it credibility, right? It makes people think, why did they think that they needed to respond for it? Of course, the board of the church did respond to the story in this Zoom call. In fact, they talked about possibly filing a cease and desist letter against us as journalists and even talked about contacting the FBI about our investigative reporting. Does this rise to the level of the FBI being at least contacted? We contacted before when there was a physical threat on our property. When they had been physically on our property, I just called to make a report. In her experience, all of the like police, FBI, kind of official legal avenues were totally unhelpful in this type of situation. They were not able to really do much. There might be a reason to call. We could pursue that and that that's what you want. The other question for you is, do you have a, do your volunteers, and maybe volunteer would like to um, speak to it, but a sense that doing a cease and desist would provide them some better level of protection in terms of there's now been this legal thing that can be relied on to help shield. I will let our volunteers speak to that. I can't, I can't speak for them, and... Um, I, I can't pretend to know their thoughts on it. Um, so, volunteer if, if you're comfortable speaking on that. If not, I can talk about what I've seen in chat. But Amy didn't bring up going down any any actual legal route beyond a cease and desist. Um, I believe that the Planned Parenthood thing did not move beyond a cease and desist. Um, the cease and desist itself was held in court, like held up in court without legal proceedings, um, and he had to take it down. Okay. And that's just a filing, and a court looks at the filing and says, yep, that that's legit, you should take that down, this is defamatory, okay. and then they have to take it down. It's not really like a courtroom, like, go in with lawyers and argue your case, it's like a, you file forms, um, a representative might have to appear and be like, yep, this is what happened. And then a judge looks at it and says, okay, yep, that looks defamatory. Now, I've never participated in one of those cases, so this is definitely an abridged version. I am not a lawyer. <laughs> so um, we can get you Amy's contact information. Oh, I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> You're not a lot of things, lady. You're literally hoping that you can cry to the FBI and cry to somebody who will file a lawsuit so that a judge will come along and say, you have to take that content off your social media or you have to take that content down because it's defamatory. It's not defamatory, though. It's not defamatory. And you cannot keep saying, well, he edits the video. Okay, what about the stuff we do see? Because the stuff that James O'Keefe leaves in after editing, and by the way, Eli, you know this, when you edit something, what are you doing to it? When you like edit a short clip, what are you doing to it? Are you changing the, the, the messaging? Are you changing the, the direction of how I say things? Or are you literally cleaning it up? What do you do when you do a short clip when you edit to get it out? Well, when some people do do short clips, you can cut things up and do whatever you want. I can promise the LFA family, all I do is take their breaths out to shorten it up. But I give you the whole thing from start to finish, 
no holds barred. And that's exactly what James O'Keefe does too. So unless you can prove that James O'Keefe is somehow editing these videos to, with AI and making it look like something's happening that's not, well, then what I see is what I get. And you can't tell me that the things that I'm seeing on camera, even if edited in a nefarious way, are not actual things that I'm seeing on the camera. You know, like people breaking over the border, like NGOs grabbing people, stuffing them in vans and going and getting them illegally documented. You can't edit that. So it's, it's, it's a fake false argument. And every time, that time they do it, they make themselves look that stupid. Well, you edited it. But it's funny that they have such a problem with it because they do it to Trump all the time with the putting uh, disinfectant in your veins and stuff like that. And it's not nearly what he said. But if you watch the whole clip, you don't understand. And here's what I want to know. If we, dox the, if we dox every NGO, if we say where they are, where their building is, where they're operating from, that's great. But what is that going to do? No, millions of Americans aren't going to leave their daily lives, line up and go down there and stand there. You know what I mean? Like, they just don't, it's not going to happen. It's getting so bad that now people, Eli, it's getting so bad. People are just filming uh, drug mules and, and, and coyotes uh, coming up with ba- bales of weed and drugs and just throwing them over the border and people grabbing them and leaving. It is that bad that people are just watching it on video now. The other day, even down in Florida right now, one of my friends just messaged me and said, oh, I love going to this place and going for a run and whatnot with my Jeep or whatever. And they said, now I'm uh, actually watching the cartels make drug deals with like keys of cocaine. Watching the cartels make drug deals. Well, I want to thank DC Drano. I seen this actually everywhere on social media yesterday. But right right now I'm going to pull this from DC Drano's um, Instagram page that it shows just that. Pop it up on that side by side. Yeah, play that. Brownsville, Texas, folks. Look at this. Just throwing bales of weed and drugs over the fence. Taking off. So there are license plates on that truck. Ladies and gentlemen, you are no longer living in the America that you once knew. You are no longer living in the America that you grew up in. Now, I want to take you to New York for a minute because you know in New York they've got those illegal, uh, uh, those illegal uh, makeshift machine sheds now that they've turned into illegal, basically homeless encampments, right? And I showed you two weeks ago when the police went in there to pull out an illegal because they suspected him of a crime. Eli, remember that? Remember how the illegals went nuts, right? And I said, it's only a matter of time. Sooner or later, these police are going to go in there to arrest somebody, and then the police are going to get beat. The police are going to get shot. The police are going to get killed. Well, I was right on one of them. The police went in to take out an illegal alien, and the the other rats attacked. That's what happens, and it's going to get worse. Roll it. This is at a um, Randall's Island migrant shelter in New York City. Again, same place. Oh. <laughs> 
I'd start tasing every one of these losers. I'd tase every rat around me. Oops. There's a thousand volts. There's twelve thousand volts. Attacking the police now, and the police act like they're in England, sitting there with their nightsticks. I'd have pulled out my taser, and I'd have tased each one of these rats in the neck, and then, neck, and then I'd have pulled out my gun and put one right to the forehead, and say the next rat that comes forward gets a hole in the head. Unfortunately, unfortunately, Mayor Eric F. Great Adams out there, Mayorin, has stopped these people from allowing to do their policing. They're saying. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch surround the cops, surround the cops. Grab and let's go. Abusivo, abusivo, Eli, abusivo. Oh, la policia, la policia, abusivo. They're abusive. You don't have rights. They can't abuse something that doesn't have rights. Now, you have human rights, but I didn't see them doing what I would have been doing to you if I was in there. Now, that might have been a abusivo. But what they were doing was not abusivo because they can't be abusivo. Because Mayor, hey, listen, hey, 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 listen, Eli, look, we gotta listen. You know what? I, you know what I'm saying. We out here. We out here. This Mayor Eric Eighth Grade Adams, everybody. How you doing? We make sure we keep an eye on the snowstorm that's coming in. We out here sledding and stuff. We gotta make sure that these these migrants that they all taken care of. That they, you know, that there's no problems. So if we gots to go in there, Eli, if we gots to go in there, send a couple cops in there, we got to make sure that we respect these migrants, you know, because they, 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 they gets those rights too, you know what I mean? So we just got to, you know, I'm out here mayoring and stuff, ladies and gentlemen, what do you expect? So sick and tired of this crap, and quite frankly, I say don't send any cops in. Call an exterminator. You got a bunch of rats in one place, roll the gas in! What is that uh, name of that oh, the, the, the exterminator company, Eli, that you always have the, with the big bug on it? What is the name of that company? 
used to be on commercials back when I watched TV, whatever it is. Yo, where you get that hanging earring from? I'd be like, where you get that hole in your forehead from? Where you get that broken arm from? You got it from the NYPD for trying to uh, interfere in an arrest. You know what happens when a patriot tries to interfere in an arrest, Eli? They get charged with insurrection. Which they never do, by the way. What do you mean? And try to inter- interfere in anyone's arrest. Not that I've seen anyway. They ought to go in there with cans of Raid, Eli. Back, bugs. Back. Get back, you roaches. Big extermination problem they got going on in New York City. And they got them all in one place. So wrap it up. Yo, we can't do that, though. We can't be doing that to our brothers and our sisters, Eli. We got to make sure we get out the truth. The truth. Okay. Well, let's get out the truth with an F. How about this truth? Four illegal aliens arrested, charged with strangling and robbing a Chicago man on a train. Is that, tr- is, that, is that some proof? Is that some truth and some proof? This is Joe Biden's America. Let's get into this. Four illegal aliens living in a migrant shelter. We all know that they're illegal encampments in Chicago were arrested and charged from rob- for robbing and strangling a man on the pink line on Saturday. According to police, the four illegals identified as Fernando Loyo Rodriguez, 22 years old, Bente Dos, Wilker Gutierrez Sierra, 21 years old, and Carlos Carreno Carreno, two same last names separated by a hyphen, 20 years old, and 18-year-old Yanier Guzcamarco Garcia are tacked and robbed a 48-year-old passenger near the Costner station Saturday afternoon. The foursome attacked and robbed the 48-year-old man while riding a train near the Costner uh, station around 4.45 p.m. on Saturday. A CPD news release said Chicago cops swooped in and arrested the four suspects about 45 minutes later at the Pulaski station. CPD identified the men, which I just told you who they all were, They all list home addresses in the 300 block of South Plymouth, home to the Standard Club Migrant Shelter. Prosecutors charged each man with robbery and aggravated battery by strangulation. But don't you think it should be an elevated charge because they're here illegally? I think it should. On record... More than 11 million illegal aliens, mainly military-age men from Africa, Latin America, China, and the Middle East, have invaded the U.S. during Joe Biden's open border policy. Venezuela is emptying their prisons so that they don't have to fund them anymore, so that they don't have to feed these rats anymore, so that they don't have to clothe these cockroaches anymore. And they're sending their worst right to America. Most of them are gang members. Terrorists, MS-13 gang members, murderers and rapists, just like Trump predicted in 2015. They are worth nothing but a bullet, in my opinion, and they're not even worth that, Eli. Nope, not even worth that. Not even worth that. They're worth a slingshot with a rock. That's about what they're worth. But I would gladly... Gladly spend the money to eradicate 
vermin. Or how about this one? Here's a video of a heroic police officer gunning down a knife-wielding scumbag in New York after the thug stabs a rookie cop, Eli, multiple times. What's that? I guess he shouldn't have been standing there or something. Right? I, I guess that's what they think. I guess he shouldn't have just been standing there, that cop. Abusivo. Abusivo. Eli, I want a shirt that says, if you're illegal, I'm abusivo. Can we get no mas muerte up here to, to talk to these illegals who are killing everybody? I don't know. That's a good question, Eli. I wonder if no mas muerte, no more deaths, That's their name, right, Eli? No more deaths. We should be able to get them up here to have a one-on-one with these illegal aliens, right? Down. Where are all those social workers who wanted to jump right on the front line before the cops got there? No mas muerte. Here's a video of the interaction. Here he comes. Oh, look, I'm stabbing you because you're in front of me. There you go. Shoot him dead. Now, see that? Look at that, Eli. Problem solved. Eli, can we watch that again? Watch how fast you can solve a problem of crime with people doing illegal activity. I'm going to run out and stab this cop. Cool. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight bullets. Nine, ten, maybe twelve. Either way. Either way, very cheap alternative if you ask me. Right? And you don't have to worry about them killing other cops, Eli. Seems pretty logical. Now, we have a Slurp Fund where we help out members of our LFA family. This year so far, we've sent out about $8,000 already. I would like a bullet fund, Eli. (laughs) Can we have a bullet fund where people donate money and we buy just ammo, tons of 22, 9mm, AK-47, AR-15 bullets, and just have a stockpile for the LFA family when the shift hits the fan and people try to stab us and take our homes? Mm-hmm. LFA ammo. <laughs> LFA ammo company, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> now, the good news in, in New York is that Staten Island Republicans, here's some good news, right? Staten Island Republicans have now endorsed the very wonderfully smart, very, very courageous Kara Castronova from the Gateway Pundit. On Thursday, Republicans from all 62 New York counties will gather to vote on a candidate to run against Democrat Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, ladies and gentlemen. New York Republicans can actually nominate a bold, articulate, attractive, qualified, America first Republican, Kara Castronova, for the U.S. Senate instead of some ex-dirty cop whose candidate will be a uh, will be uh, dead on arrival. In the endorsement of Kara Castronova, Staten Island Republican Party Chairman Michael Tenacious, New York needs a fighter in the United States Senate, a fierce advocate for the charisma and passion to fight for what is right. Can you imagine having Kara Castronova in the East? And can you imagine having Carrie Lake in the West? Two senators, ladies and gentlemen, firebrand, female firebrand senators, one in Arizona removing Senator Kirsten Gillibrand and one in New York by the name of Kara Castronova. Kara Castronova has already proven that she is relentless in defending American freedoms. 
uh, Tanusha said. She has never... She has used her voice to advocate for common-sense solutions and to stop ridiculous government policies and overreach. Americans are desperate for leaders who will address the crisis at the border and the real issues impacting our home communities. Kara believes that our best days are ahead of us, and we do too. I am proud to endorse Kara Castronova for United States Senate. Wouldn't it be just great if Donald Trump endorsed Kara Castronova and Donald Trump brought that Trump rally to endorse her to New York just as she predicted that he would when she was out in the streets interviewing the, com- the communities in New York, that would be beautiful. That would be more than beautiful. That would be wonderful. And we wish Kara Castronova all the best luck, and I endorse Kara Castronova as well. Now, we need to get to Nevada. How many of you live in Nevada? We have about 6,000 people watching right now. Raise your hand. If you live in Nevada, ladies and gentlemen, you might find that 2024 is very reminiscent of 2020. A wave of confusion and concern has washed over Nevada voters this weekend. When many discovered that their mail-in ballots, Eli, were registered and counted for the February 6th presidential primary, despite not having participated. Imagine that. Hate when that happens. Don't you just hate when you vote you don't vote? Channel 8 News now reported that these irregularities in voter histories prompted an immediate response from the Secretary of State's office early Monday morning. The issue was first identified on Sunday when voters began noticing discrepancies in their voting records. Hmm, that's odd, huh? Elections and IT staff began working on the issue immediately and met with county clerks and registers that morning. We are working to resolve the issue as soon as we possibly can. And we will provide updates as we can. Now, according to the office, the problem allegedly stemmed from some counties failing to follow the correct procedures for updating their voter registration data. Each county is responsible for nightly uploads of their voter registration to the state database, which then generates the public voter file on the state website. However, the necessary steps to exclude non-returning mail-in ballot voters were reportedly missing, resulting in the display of incorrect voting histories. Wasn't well, that a shame? Isn't that weird? Hmm. Sounds to me like a Dominion machine. Now, the Secretary of State's office assured voters that they are validating new files from each county and updating them as soon as the data's accuracy is confirmed. Hmm. How many want to make a bet? that they're already trying to see if they can get away with it for 2024. You people in Nevada, us in New Hampshire, people in Pennsylvania, people in uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, Georgia, Arizona, New Mexico, make sure you have boots on the ground. Now we got about 15 minutes left of today's show. So before we get into the last uh, grueling few um, stories, one of them which pertains to Crossfire Hurricane, I do want to talk about my Field of Greens. Eli, did you have something that you needed to say for Field of Greens, for people, for that giveaway? uh, Did you still have some names of people you needed? Can you uh, tell people what you need? Four people I'm still looking for. Uh, Tammy Balsamo, True International Depression, Pcool1079, and Florida Girl. Need your addresses, email them to lfaproducer at gmail.com. But only the winners. I will block you if you're not a winner. 
He won't block you, but he doesn't need to be inundated with uh, emails saying, hey, can you tell Jeremy he needs to see this link? Because he's got a lot to do. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Field of Greens, every Friday we are going to give away a number of jars of Field of Greens because I have a nice little stockpile of them right now, and I want to make sure that the people out there that could never buy it, that they get it, that they get their opportunity to see what Field of Greens does. Because after you do it for one month, you'll never do anything else ever again. Now, for the last two years, my wife, my family, Eli, and everybody around me, we have been working hard. Thank you, Suzanne. Suzanne put the Brickhouse Nutrition Field of Greens link up easy for you. Use the promo code LFA. But we've been working hard to make sure that what we put on and in our bodies is not going to give us cancer and kill us at an early age, okay? Because that's why we die. Field of Greens was one of the first things that I went to, and I will die drinking Field of Greens. I hope you can join in on the Field of Greens experience as well to get your daily dose of fruits and vegetables that your body's not used to having and watch everything change, your mind, body, and soul. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code LFA, fieldofgreens.com, promo code LFA. Now, Crossfire Hurricane, you guys all know about Crossfire Hurricane. It's not a surprise what it is. For those of you who might be watching for the first time, make sure you subscribe to the channel so you can watch all the shows here every day, all day. Crossfire Hurricane was 10 times worse than Watergate ever hoped to be. Crossfire Hurricane was not only a, an entirely constructed lie using foreign assets to build a lie so that they could take that lie to an American judicial system, a FISA court, a federal court, to lie to them to get the ability to break the Constitution and Donald Trump's Fourth Amendment rights and spy on him and his incoming um, presidential administration all the way back to when he was campaigning. It is so deep, ladies and gentlemen, that they not only tried to do that, they tried to then create false narratives that would have jailed this man for life had he been found guilty of it. That's where we are. That's why we are in this mess because of a little thing called crossfire hurricane. Now, when they raided Mar-a-Lago, which Ron DeSantis knew about beforehand and did not even put up a fight or did not even tell Trump about it, when they raided Mar-a-Lago, this is what they were looking for. They were looking for the binders of information that Donald Trump had that says we caught them all and they're all going down for it. If they do not stop Donald Trump from getting in the White House or they do not find the binder of information that has all of the crossfire hurricane information that would put these people in Gitmo or death, then they're screwed. That is why they're doing anything and everything using all, abusing all of their power in the judicial and in the law enforcement agencies to stop this man because it's over with for them if crossfire hurricane gets out and the actual documents get out. That's what they want. The FBI wants it hidden from the American public and they will do anything to prevent its release. Meanwhile, Donald Trump is demanding that its contents be released. The infamous binder contains hundreds of pages about the crossfire hurricane scandal. It contains damaging information about the corrupt actors involved in our government. Two different DOJ attorney generals have defied President Trump's direct lawful order to publish the binder in the Federal Register. 
It's been over three years now, and the DOJ continues to defy the presidential order and every FOIA request made to make it public. So can we now raid the homes of former acting AG Monty Wilkinson and current AG Merrick Gardenome Garland? Because a memorandum on declassification of certain materials related to the FBI's cross-fire hurricane investigation was ordered by Trump, and it is still, still not put in the Federal Register. Now, you can find a link to that, um, to that memorandum in the White House archives, which I have right here. Eli, I'm going to be popping this link in the live chat. I'm also going to be popping this link in the lower section. This is a government website, ladies and gentlemen, that has this link. So make sure you check that out. Hopefully you guys can see that there. The Secretary of State's office, uh, excuse me, let me go back a little further here. So I just put the link to the memorandum in there. The DOJ had already uh, made redactions to protect sources and methods and returned the binder back to the White House before Trump left office. But the corrupt FBI also wanted to hide names of those involved in the scandal. So it, at the last minute, the DOJ demanded the binder comply with the 1974 Privacy Act. The act requires any agency that releases records to also hide personal or identifiable name information. The DOJ knew this act didn't apply to the White House, and it was a stall tactic. The courts decided this 22 years ago that the Privacy Act was based on FOIA requests, and the White House was not an agency, and that's how they were able to hide it for so long. But don't worry, they will get their felony convictions sooner rather than later. Speaking of felony convictions, does everybody know the talk show host that nobody cares about, John Oliver, the Trump-hating scumbag? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if he knows this or if his legal team knows this, but he committed about, I don't know, three or four different felonies by bribing a Supreme Court officer with money to abandon his post as a Supreme Court justice, and he did it on air. Watch. Giving away women's rights to... Sixth cases you definitely shouldn't be hearing to potentially helping roll back decades of federal regulations, and you deserve a break, you know, away from the meanness of Washington, so you can be surrounded by the regular folks whose lives you've made demonstrably worse for decades now. And the good news is, I think we can help you there because since your favorite mode of travel might be in need of an upgrade, we are excited to offer you. top-of-the-line Prevost Marathon motor coach. Look at this beauty, Clarence. It's worth $2.4 million. And it's got a full bedroom. Yes, that is a king bed. One and a half baths, a fucking fireplace, four TVs, a washer-dryer, and, and I quote, a residential-sized fridge. And if you're thinking, what will my friends say if I take this offer? Will they judge me? They sit in their boardrooms and mega yachts and Hitler shrines. Will they still treat me to luxury vacations and sing songs about me off their phones? Well, that's the beauty of friendship, Clarence. If they're real friends, they'll love you no matter what your job is. So I guess this 
might be the perfect way to find out who your real friends actually are. So that's the offer. A million dollars a year, Clarence, and a brand new condo on wheels. And all you have to do in return is sign the contract and get the fuck off the Supreme Court. Talk it over with your totally best friend in the whole world. Because the clock starts now. 30 days, Clarence. Let's do this. That's our show. Thank you. So he's offering Clarence Thomas a Supreme Court justice, a contract to sign that would give him a million dollars a year and a two and a half million dollar state-of-the-art mobile studio, which I'd like to have for LFA, Eli, but a mobile uh, home worth two and a half million dollars and a million dollars a year if he signs the contract and leaves the Supreme Court. Well, I don't know about you, Eli, but bribing a federal judge should get John Oliver a fine of up to three times the value of the bribe so that's a million dollars for the rest of his life, plus a two and a half million dollar uh, RV. That's millions of millions of dollars. And imprisoned for up to 15 years in a federal penitentiary. But he's doing it on national TV, and I wonder if he'll ever get charged. I say to hell with that. Why don't we just ship him back to Britain and they can deal with him over there? Right, ship him back over there to Britain. I say everybody, like him, Pierce Morgan, all these people that are... Um, Taking this country for granted, get them the hell out of here. You know who else I want the hell out of here, Eli? By the way, since we're running short on time, I want men who dress as women the hell out of my country too. Especially ones that are in a high official capacity. I don't know, like the Surgeon General who says that black people suffer from climate change more than anybody else. And there's an outreach. Climate change is having a disproportionate effect on the physical and mental health of black communities. Black Americans are more likely than white Americans to live in areas and housing that increase their susceptibility to climate-related health issues. And 65% of black Americans report feeling anxious about climate change's impact. Climate change is having a disproportionate effect on the physical and mental health. Eli, so 65% of black Americans say that they have an anxious feeling about... So are you saying... 65% of them? Are you saying 65% of they? Isn't that racist, number one? And why are you surveying just black people to find this out? What about the Hispanics? What about the percentage of white Americans? What about the percentage of Jews or Asian Americans? Nope, just black people, though. They're really... Eli, I have never met one rational thinking person who cares about climate change. I don't care if they're black, white, blue, or purple. Because, you know, it changes every day. Climate sure changed this last December, Eli. It got cold. Son of a... That happened last year, too. Isn't that weird? It happened last year as well, you know? Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we got about two minutes left. So, um... The guy who bought Donald Trump's uh, shoes, the auction shoes, Eli, for $9,000. Yeah, the mainstream media went into a frenzy and said he was a Russian oligarch. He had to be a Russian oligarch. He bought your shoes, Trump, for nine grand. Has to be a Russian oligarch. So, bought a pair of sneakers. These sneakers. These sneakers. And apparently, they made me a Russian oligarch overnight. Oh, no. Here's how. How? Guys, I'm a sneakerhead. 
I'm also a U.S. Army veteran, and yes, I am a Republican. The title of the article read, A Russian oligarch spends $9,000 on sneakers to support Trump. Sounds sketchy, but I actually came from Ukraine. Oh! At the time, it was part of the Soviet Hold Union. Hold on. I- Oops! Oops! Eli, oops! He's an army veteran who came from Ukraine, and he's a Republican who loves Trump. Oops! I love the new Trump sneaker. I am definitely American. I am definitely not Russian oligarch. (laughs) UG, where my dad had $4 in his pocket, I busted my ass working every dirty job under the sun to get where I am today in order to be able to afford to buy these $9,000 pair of collectible sneakers. But I guess the headline of Russian refugee, Ukrainian refugee, or perhaps maybe just a man, that would not get as many clicks as a Russian oligarch. I even saw a tweet from a Ukrainian patriot that said, a Russian shady watch dealer uh, bought $9,000 pair of sneakers as a way to move money to Russia somehow. (laughs) Of course, I kindly asked the author to uh, check the fact that um, my own charity raised over a quarter million dollars of aid to Ukraine since that war has started before putting out accusations of stupid tweets, if you will. I wasn't trying to make a political statement by buying these shoes. Of course, the internet blew up. I'm getting comments and messages from on IG from people saying, oh, I am no longer following you or I'm unfollowing you because you are a Trump supporter and I'm no longer doing business with you. It's funny, here I am, maybe I'm silly. I thought that people done business with Luxury Bazaar because we've been in business for 21 years because of trust, because of personalized customer service that we provide in great pricing. But I guess I was wrong. Oops. He's a Republican army veteran from Ukraine. Eli, do you have another message for the people? I am not moving money. Money is not being moved through these sneakers. I am American. Believe me. (laughs) Anyway, folks, that's going to do it for Live from America today. We hope you had an enjoyable, uh, entertaining time here consuming the news in a way that you never get anywhere else. Thank you for being here. Kevin Smith and Loud Majority comes up next, followed by Ryan Matta. Matta Effect, followed by Alan Jacoby with America First Live. Ladies and gentlemen, there are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there is only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, Eli, and keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will prosper. What do you say? Das Vidanya, my comrades. We will see you bright and early in the morning. With brand new shoes on. Ladies and gentlemen, keep your families close. Keep a smile on your face, and whatever you do, keep spreading that gospel. Visit JeremyHarrell.com. Help us out. Check out the store. Buy one, get one free. Get it today. Love you guys. Peace. Never stop screaming that we first in America